The Subscription Box Show, episode 199. Hey, this is Chris Levy from Everyday Wine. If you want to learn how anyone can start or grow a successful subscription box, then you have to listen to The Subscription Box Show with my good friend, Eric Music. There's a lot to learn when it comes to e-commerce and subscription boxes. Whether you're a new or existing business, your list of questions can seem endless and daunting. Welcome to the Subscription Box Show, where you'll hear high-quality, unbiased views and strategies from top industry leaders. Whether we're talking one-on-one with business professionals or deep-diving into thought-provoking case studies, we'll find the answers to your questions. Because this is the show you've been waiting for. Now, let's think inside the box with your host, Eric Music. Welcome to the Subscription Box Show. I'm your host, Eric Music, and I want to help you build, grow, and even start your very own subscription box business. Make sure to tune in two days a week as I interview the top entrepreneurs, leaders, and subscription box owners in the industry. You'll be able to take their knowledge, experience, and expertise and apply it to your business. In this episode, we wrap up our part four of a four-part series with an entrepreneur who took us on a year-long journey from pre-launch to launch to busy Q4 to midsummer slumps and everything else in between. He shared with us his wins, his losses, and his lessons learned along the way. So after this one, if you haven't yet have a chance to listen, go back and make sure to catch up with all the other three parts, parts one, two, and three of this amazing subscription story and journey, a year in the life of a subscription box entrepreneur. My guest today is, of course, none other than the founder of Chris's Wine Club, Mr. Chris Levy. Chris Levy is a serial learner, networker, and entrepreneur. I first met Chris through a mastermind we both invested in. I then found out he actually used to have a subscription box, which we deep dive into one of our early episodes, episode number four. Fast forward to September of 2020, and Chris had told me he was starting a new subscription box for wine lovers. I knew instantly I wanted to share his journey and kind of record it during the first year, trying to put his whole subscription box together. And boy, am I glad I did. Fast forward to this September of 2021, and Chris's story has now come full circle. Of course, it isn't the end of his story as he'll continue to grow his business, but it is the end, unfortunately, for us who enjoyed his journey and lessons along the way. So on behalf of the listeners of the subscription box show, Chris, a massive thanks to you for taking the time to share your vulnerability, your lessons, the wins and losses, and just your honesty along the way. And all of the best in the future of Chris's Wine Club. So it goes without saying, of course, but if you are a wine fan, you got to go check out his wine club. Chris has his levels or certificates or whatever you want to call it in in the wine industry. So he knows what he's talking about and he'll find just the right wine for you. And he makes it a lot of fun, of course, as well. So I can't wait to share it with you all my final conversation with Chris. But first, I'd like to just quickly remind you that SUPTA is your subscription box trade association. Yes, you, the listeners. If you have a subscription box or are thinking of starting one, then you need to check out SUPTA.com. That's S-U-B-T-A.com. First off, 
The team there is outstanding, the website is phenomenal, and their resources are top shelf. From videos to live discussions, blogs and events, lives, virtuals, you name it. From weeklies to social media to actual real-life conferences like the one and only Sub Summit. Yes, the Sub Summit. And never, of course, it's never too early to talk about the next upcoming Sub Summit for 2022, which has now have been announced. It will be June 1st, the 3rd in sunny Orlando, Florida. How fun is that? which would actually make an excellent Christmas gift, by the way, just in case you're not sure what to get the subscription entrepreneur in your life. Guys, listen up. If you're not a member at Subta yet, what are you waiting for? Go and check them out at subta.com. That's S-U-B-T-A. And of course, make sure to follow them on all social channels. And I'd also love to know what you think about this show, this podcast, and I'd like to know more about you and your subscription box. The best way to do that is to connect with me and our whole community, on and in our private group on Facebook, the Subscription Box Show Facebook group. There, you can post all of your questions, your feedback, and comments, and either myself or one of the hundreds of other Subscription Box entrepreneurs will be there to help you. So join us today. Now, without further ado, let's get into my conversation with the founder of Chris's Wine Club, part four of a Subscription Box story with Mr. Chris Levy. All right, super happy to have back on the show for part number four, fourth time appearance. Actually, it's his fifth appearance on the show because he had his own episode, episode number four. It seems like eons ago now as we're doing this, it'll be, I don't know, close to episode 200. I think this might be episode 199 by the time it airs. I'm not sure. So right up close to 200. We had him, Chris Levy, on episode four. Then he came back and we're doing a four-part series. So if you're new to the show and it's the first time listening, this is part four of a year in the life of a subscription box entrepreneur starting from scratch a new project. So this is part four. Without further ado, welcome back to the show, Chris. Hey, Eric. Thanks so much again for having me on. Always love doing these episodes for a couple of reasons. One, I always love connecting with the subscription box community, but it's a great time for me to kind of capture some of my business lessons learned. It's funny because we record an episode and then you reach out three months later. I'm like, whoa, you just recorded that episode yesterday. Where did all the time go? Uh, because like so much has changed in the business and the box in that short amount of time. I always enjoy when we have a chance to do this, sit down and really like, you know, look at the business, not look in the business. Yeah. Just to catch people up with what you're doing with your subscription box, maybe just give them a quick catch up, catch them up from last year when we, you know, we're recording this It's September. It was last September when we started recording the first episode, the year of just maybe give us an update on what we've done in the past uh, year. Yeah. So we recorded that episode back in September of last year, launched the club officially on October 1st of 2020. And the uh, name, sorry, let's just get the name out there too. We kind yeah. Of <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so Chris's wine club launched officially on one October, 2020. And so tomorrow is our one year anniversary and yeah. I'm really excited to be able to celebrate that. And obviously really grateful for all the customers that we have now, but it has been an up and down year, just like any business. And we are in that kind of you know adolescent stage, really getting our offer down, really getting our marketing down, and really trying to scratch at how do we scale. And so that's kind of where we're at with the business. You know, I think last time we talked was back early spring. We were talking about changing the business model. So we have changed the business model, which I'm really excited about. And you know, I think a key lesson people to understand is I kind of knew this going into it, but you really do feel it when you make that change. When you change the business model, you're changing your ideal customer. Mm-hmm. And that's going to affect who subscribes to your box. And so some people are going to unsubscribe because it's no longer what they signed up for. Mm. But that opens you up for new people to come in who that is a fit for. And so what was the model before maybe? And what is it now? 
Yeah. So the model before we would ship six wines every quarter. And so that was really good model. It was really efficient when it came to shipping. The problem, there's just a couple drawbacks, right? We're shipping six wines every quarter. So people can only pay once a quarter. There was no monthly option. We're having to project out, forecast out three months at a time, like what our product is. Having to do bulk batch all of our content three months out and making sure we're hitting deadlines. So it was a little trouble, especially for me kind of doing this solo slash having a very small team. We made best use of that model. Now we've transitioned the model to a monthly subscription where people get two wines every month from the same winery instead of six different wineries like we did before. And so there's a couple of efficiencies there. One, you have a consistent message and story every month. So instead of having to talk about two or three different wineries every month in our content, we can just talk about one winery because all of the wines are being sourced from that same winery. People get a box every month. So that's an additional touch point every month that people have. So people get excited for that monthly box to come in. And three, people are paying monthly, which fits easier for people who are on budgets. People are always thinking about what their budget is. You know, I can budget for hundred dollars this month on subscription boxes or whatever. Yep. When you throw a quarterly subscription in there for anyone in let's call it under a hundred thousand, you know, annual salary, that's a big deal for them. And so if you can have a monthly option, have a monthly subscription option, then you can really appeal to more people. Not to mention the cash flow coming in your business now, right? Versus every three months, you've got a steady cash flow coming in every single month to help right. propel, you know, whatever it is, advertising the next level of stuff you need to do to get the word out there. So, okay, so what kept Chris busy? So you've changed the business model. Is that all that's been keeping you busy over the summer with the business? Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing. And then uh, obviously, I've moved to uh, the lovely Kansas City. So if anyone out there is in Kansas City that's listening to the show, would love to meet up and have you take me around and show me some great barbecue spots here in the city. But Yeah, for sure. Um, Coming from California, by the way, folks. So Chris was in California for the last three slash four episodes with his own. And now he's in Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, yeah. So learn the Kansas City uh, scene, connecting with local business people here and trying to get just to the new surroundings. And then so that's the biggest thing. And then also we kind of added or not added, but really ramped up other parts of the business. So events is starting to pick back up again. Most people in the subscription box space, you know, if you've got a solid business model, your subscription box is growing. Let's say you've got automated, you're like, man, what do I do next? Events is the way to go. I'm telling you, if you want to add some additional revenue or income to your subscription box business in the next three to months, figure out a way to create some holiday events that really showcase your box, showcase your products. So we so are, are we talking like trade shows and conferences here? Or what are we talking about? No, consumer-facing events, right? So usually subscription boxes, consumer-facing. I'm, I'm making that assumption, you know? But there's opportunities to partner with brands. There's a couple ways. One, B2B. So I've done a lot of B2B stuff of helping other businesses generate relationships with prospective clients for them. So... Okay. You know, I go in and they buy some of our wine and we try to stick to wines we've done in the club before so we can stay consistent in our story. And then we come in and present about the wines and do some wine education. And then we've also done more consumer-facing events, like some wine and charcuterie classes and stuff like that. And you know, those are good funnels for getting people into the subscription box itself. Yeah, for sure. And I think if you're in a niche where, you know, wine is a great one for that, right? Because you can have people socialize and get together and it's very appealing to have that kind of event. But sometimes I'm just looking at my own niche and what you're saying with expecting moms and babies. Well, they're probably not too fired up about maybe going out to, you know, they're not feeling the greatest. Maybe they're tired. <laughs> so maybe having even a live virtual event. I love 
in-person events, but this is one case. Look at your niche, what's best for it. It might be a virtual event where you can host some kind of event where you can give some information for free or kind of add as much value as you can to your potential members. In this case, for us, it would be moms. Like we could put together, or I would rather have Christine be the face of this one, right? Have put together her experience having five kids and you know what to expect and what to do and just put together a nice little evening where the moms can sit down from their living room and maybe have a value-packed event where they're getting a ton of information. They're feeling prepared and they're feeling more confident after the fact. And just that's my example, but look at your own example of your own customers, your own brand, your own subscription box and how you can make that work. And if you can, like Chris said, have it in person. I think it just packs a punch when you're actually shaking hands and meeting people in person a little bit more than virtual. Yeah. I actually did one in-person event a month ago for my real estate agent who helped me buy my house. And that's just a win-win. Buy the house using him. So he's making a commission on the house, but he got to you know showcase my skill set, showcase my business to his clients, help him maintain a relationship with his past clients, stay top of mind. And in the same process, some people bought some wine and got some subscriptions out of it. So anytime you can have those in-person touch points, absolutely, you're going to generate some business. Yeah, and that's another creative point you made. You know, like that's just something that happened to be. It was a life event that happened. You took full advantage of it and turned it into some potential subscriptions. So you're moving from California. I'm assuming your wines were from there. Has that been a big issue having to be in a different state from where you're sourcing your wines or are you sourcing more locally in Missouri now? Actually, that's not an issue. I knew when I started this business that I always wanted to make it 100% online and 100% inventory free. And so that's one of the cool things too that we've kind of developed with the new business model is we do not take on inventory. So we work directly with wineries themselves orders come in and the wineries hold on to their inventory. And then as orders come in, then that's going to the winery and they're shipping it out. So still working mainly with California wineries. We're actually dipping into Oregon in November and December, but yeah, still focused on the West Coast right now. Yeah. And another life-changing event, you passed some kind of certification of some sorts I saw online. Just quickly touch on that as well. Yeah, no, yeah, I think... If you weren't busy enough, this is just yeah. another one to do, right? <laughs> yeah, well, this one's been a long time in the making. You know, these are about one year long processes to get various certifications. And so last year I started my uh, Wine Spirit Education Trust Global Certificate in Wine, Award in Wine Level 1. And so basically what you have to do is, one, you take an online course, do a couple of Zoom classes, do some blind wine tasting and everything. And then uh, you have to take an exam so I finally got to take my exam back in March and then it takes three or four months to get the results. So finally got the results back in August that I passed and I uh, was super happy about that. And now, now I'm ready to, to move up and work on the next level. How many levels are there? There's actually four levels for oh this, my goodness. this particular certification. There's four levels. There's other certifications out there that I'll probably pursue over the next few years. But yeah, it was nice to have one of those certifications just to kind of add some credibility to what we're doing here. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that. It must not be easy. I remember I watched a movie this summer actually on that. I can't remember what it was. But oh, it was yeah, a Tom. Which one was it? Tom. Maybe. I don't know. There were a bunch of guys, a group, and they were doing wine tastings. I think the young man, his father had a meat shop, I think, or something, right? Or some kind of, yeah, okay. What's it called again? Sorry. Was that a documentary or was that a movie? No, it was a movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was based on a true story. I forget what it's called. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, Like grapes or harvest or like... um, Yeah. And he goes to France, right? And then he... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was on Netflix. (laughs) It was, yeah. He's a movie. You know, I'll always be pro wine, wine movies and content. So go check it out. But Yeah, for sure. Okay. You know what, Chris? Let's take a quick break. Thank today's sponsors. And when we get back, we're going to get into the next phase of what's coming up. Some of maybe the heartache. So we've talked about the things that have been... Or 
pretty well over the last few months, but let's talk about some of the heartaches, some of the things that haven't gone so well, and what can we do going forward right after the break. This episode is sponsored by Subta, the Subscription Trade Association. Hey guys, have you ever wondered if there was something out there just for subscription box entrepreneurs, regardless if they're new, ready to scale, or ready to get acquired? I certainly used to until, of course, I found out about Subta, the Subscription Trade Association. Guys, whether you're just in the idea stage, trying to grow your knowledge, or your network, Subta has something for everyone. You like to read? They've got current industry blogs on topics that matter to us. Prefer to listen and watch? Subta has a ton of weekly shows, lives, and videos to binge on. Maybe you're like me and love live events? Well, they've got you covered there as well with both virtual and live events, including, of course, the world's largest subscription conference, Sub Summit. Yes, the team at Subta is also behind that. And it's never too early to start thinking and planning about attending the next one, by the way, which is from June 1st to the 3rd in 2022 in sunny Orlando, Florida. Listen, you got two options here, guys. Visit subta.com and either get yourself a free or a paid membership. Pretty simple, eh? Enjoy and oh, you're very welcome. Subta, your subscription trade association. All right, we're back with the founder of Chris's Wine Club, Chris Levy. Part four of our... I can't believe it's already part four of our, of our year in the life of a subscription box entrepreneur. And we... I mean, I really encourage you to go back to episode one and then to two and find those those three parts that lead up to this because it's really interesting if you're thinking of starting a subscription box, how it can potentially look. This is just one story of many, but we're trying to unpack as much as we can. And Chris has been really honest. You know, He's really been touching on the wins and losses over the year. And I think there's not really a, a one exact way to grow a subscription box. So this is Chris's journey. So Chris, we've talked about some of the good things over the last few months, over the summer, a lot of the wins. Maybe is there some setbacks or some losses we've had over the last few months? Yeah. You know... Like I said, I always want to be as as transparent in the business. You know, we've kind of hit a little bit of a plateau with the wine business or with the club with the subscription box. And I know that everyone goes through this. Every business has a plateau. And so we are getting to the point where my personal network, my worm network is kind of being, I won't say exhausted, but it's primarily where we've gotten leads from in the past. And so just to give people an idea, I have invested zero dollars in advertising. I've put zero dollars on Obviously, we spent some money on marketing, like developing high quality content and other marketing channels, which I'm sure we'll talk about here in a bit. But on the um, creative and the events and stuff like that, right? Yeah, right. You know, that's how we've done marketing up to this point and have not jumped into advertising yet because I feel like we're just not there yet. We're not ready. So I think that's going to be the next step. And I think that's a good business goal for 2022. I'm really looking at a, a long time horizon here, really trying not to rush things. I want to maintain the customers I have and slowly and steadily grow the business consistently and not try to just pick up just a bunch of new members only to half of them, you know, subscribe the next month. So yeah, that's kind of where we're at with the business right now. Okay. So what's the plan going forward for the Q4? This is a kind of a big subject. A lot of people are really kind of diving into Q4 Black Friday kind of episodes on all kinds of things. I've done, I've done some actually as we're recording this episode airing tomorrow is going to be on exactly that, you know, with my three tips for the upcoming Black Friday and stuff. So what have you guys got planned with Chris's Wine Club for all important Q4 here? Yeah, I think the biggest thing. So I'm actually going to shoot all of my holiday content on Sunday with my photographer. So make sure you have all of your content ready to go. Get it shot now. So you're ready to execute once things start rolling fast. Next, we're doubling down on events. We've already got a lot of events booked up. So that's going to be a key marketing channel for us. And then continue to reach out to 
uh, businesses that are looking to uh, not just do events, but you know, try to do some sort of client corporate gifting. That's going to be big for us. So those are kind of the main three things we're going to focus on for the holidays. Yeah, I love that. And I think reaching out to businesses, it's a great way, especially with just the product you have. It's a no-brainer, I think, for uh, it's just a matter of how do you communicate that, right? And how do you communicate that? It's just a matter of like shaking hands, going to events, or do you actually cold email? What's your way here? Yeah. I mean, it's just like networking. You don't want to just cold reach out to somebody and be like, Hey, I got these boxes. You want to buy them? You got to get somebody to introduce you to the right person that's looking for the right thing, right? So I try to focus on who are the gatekeepers that I need to be plugged into and let them sell for me. And so I try to maintain relationships with people who are the connectors, right? You want to know the connectors, the people that have lots of clients, the people that have lots of relationships, and you want to be that person's wine guy or that person's, you know, food guy, that person's whatever it is that your box is, you want to maintain. So I seek out those highly influential center of the network type people and try to maintain relationships with them. So to that point, and I agree, I think the gatekeeper is a huge one. And if you do find out who they are, like treat them like gold, right? And not in a fakey way, just in a legit way. And I think, I know we've both come from a kind of a networking-ish background, you know, with the masterminds and stuff like that. To that point, would you say there's a good place to attend, you know, whether it's virtual or in-person conferences and events and just try to meet as many people as you can? And if you can, I guess, focus it in on your niche, of course, but even just on the broad term. Yeah, definitely. I would just give a word of caution, just be really selective. It makes sense. And there's no reason why you shouldn't know all the people, not only in subscription box world, but like in your subscription box niche, don't look at them as competition. Look at them as potential collaborations. There's no reason to not know all the other big players in your space. Because at the end of the day, you're going to differentiate your product if you do a good job, a little slightly differently than that next product. And you're, you're, you're going to have a slightly different customer base. And you might have some overlap audience and that's okay, but don't try to compete with these other people. So go to these industry events, find those three, four, five businesses that are really, really close to yours and build really good relationships with them and find ways to do business together because I guarantee you there's definitely ways. Yeah. Collabs are huge. I think we're looking at ways to do that same thing too here with the boxes that are post what we offer. And then we can advertise each other, right? Like we're the prior box to theirs, they're the after box to ours or whatever. So yep. there's lots of different things for sure. I want to touch on something else because we've recently had on episode, I want to say 193, by the time this airs, of course, it's not even aired yet, but by the time this airs, it'll be episode 103. I have two of the four founders of Streamline Podcast and Podbox on the show. We both know them very well, Carl Sona and Kevin Mills. And they came on to talk about how a podcast can potentially impact your subscription box business. And a lot of people are like scratching their heads and they're like, I know when they came out, they're like, what was this? So you have a podcast you just launched. You have a subscription box business. Why was that a fit? Yeah. So doing a podcast, one is something that I've always wanted to do. The timing's just never been right. The topic's never been right. And as I have kind of hit this plateau with the business, it just made sense. Like now's the time to start playing the long game. And so came up with a concept for the podcast, already had plenty of content to launch it. So we just took our wine club member calls from the past year and turned those into our first few episodes. So we already have a pretty good stack of recorded content. And then every month, we're just going to bring on the winery of whatever we're featuring that month. And that's going to be that episode, one of the episodes for that month. And so it's a pretty easy replicable system that I think is in the long term going to really pay off 
And two, it's just a great way, going back to the point about networking earlier, it's a great way to just network and connect with other leaders in the business. Yeah, 100%. So the network is huge. You meet a lot of people when you're doing it, if you're doing an interview style. And even if you're doing a solo cast, like a solo show, you're still going to do some research and you're going to undoubtedly meet people by doing this, just the show prep and the research involved in the podcast. And another great thing, of course, some of the points that we touched on that episode, it was SEO, right? Because you're building content now. That's going to help the SEO if you can repurpose that content. And one other big thing that I think is huge is that it adds something that most of the competition probably doesn't have is having a podcast. That's an extremely important value add that probably your competition, I guarantee you, does not have. Most likely in 99% of the cases, you can differentiate yourself right there by having something exclusive only. It doesn't have to be a show where you're trying to monetize the show necessarily, right? This would just be a crazy, awesome value add that once a week or once a month, could even be once a month, right? Where you have one episode that launches with your box and you QR code, scan it, whatever, and people have access to that. And it's just for the members. And I think that's just another great value add that's going to separate yourself and add a ton of value for your members. Yeah, absolutely. Is there anything else you want to touch on? Otherwise, I'm ready to just jump right into the unboxing round and wrap this up with you. So we've taken it from September to September. You know, Is there maybe one lesson you've learned by redoing this Chris's Wine Club in the past 365 days that you'd like to uh, kind of just bring to mind? Yeah. So kind of came up with a, a question for myself. You know, If I had to launch this again a year ago, if I had to you know, turn back the time and kind of do this all over again... I would mostly do the same things I've done. You know, one content is king. Content's always going to be king. And I invested heavily in content in the beginning. And then I've been inconsistent with that and it's kind of tapered off. But I would tell you this build content, investing in high quality content as a part of your marketing plan from day zero, from day, you know, negative five, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> and have build that consistency out over the entire life of your box and just make sure you're getting high quality however you do the mark whether it's images or audio video like maintain that consist that brand consistency of that and that quality over time and both your internal communications to your subscription box members and your external communications to your leads love that and if i would have to add to that if you do have the bandwidth to optimize that content and you know have someone just kind of... And there's so many resources out there for this now, by the way, like Upwork or whatever. Just have someone just touch on the content and just optimize it to the best long-term search keywords and stuff. So it's SEO friendly, which will also play a huge part in your long-term searchability when it comes to SEO long-term strategies. And you already have that content out there. It's just a matter of optimizing it, right? So I guess with that, Chris, let's head over to one final unboxing round. Are you ready? Let's do it. Chris, if you could hire anyone as your mentor or coach today, 2021, who would it be and why? Great question. So I just read the book Launched by Jeff Walker about two months ago. That would be my coach, 100%. He's a genius. If you haven't read his book Launch, go read it. Highly relevant to subscription box world and really you know, any type of business offering. But I think what he puts together, I think you can readily implement. So that would definitely be him. Chris, what's the number one trend you're seeing in your niche subscription right now? It's a great question. I've kind of had a canned answer. I've been telling people for the past year, but I think I'm going to kind of change it a little bit now. People are going to continue to want local stuff with a story as the millennial population continues to grow and its ability to purchase goods. We're going to have a challenge with inflation, right? So inflation is really starting to take hold. We're really seeing it in wine. And so... 
you're going to have to figure out where to invest and we're figure out where to divest. And so like for us, it's figuring out, do we you know, invest in higher quality leads and people with higher net worths? Or do we divest of that and invest necessarily play the price game, but play the value game and give people this same consistent product? So figure out what do you offer? Is it the experience, the story, or is it the value? And stick to that because I'm starting to see that those two markets are going to start to compete with each other, at least for wine. Which website platform does Chris's Wine Club use right now? Great question. So as we changed the business model, we moved to a new platform that I've been fortunate to connect with. It's called VinoShares. So if you go to vinoshares.com slash clubs, you can see all of Chris's Wine Club's offerings. I mean, it's a new technology, new uh, startup that I am uh, partnering with and I am their beta tester. Uh, oh, I love that. Nice. Yeah. And so my entire club is on this platform. You know, If anyone out there wants to start a wine club, be more than happy to talk with you, connect with you and get you set up because we've got the technology part figured out. So, but yeah, that is where all of our clubs currently sit. Yeah. And just to touch on that, I think, you know, it was in a past episode, like you're trying to build this as lean as possible. You didn't have to build a huge website infrastructure, everything. You just leaned on stuff that was already out there, wineries, these kind of things like that platform you just mentioned. And it's, it makes it seamless and easy for you. And you can run your business from Missouri or from California. It doesn't really matter. Exactly. Who is the most influential person that you know in the subscription wine industry? I've been really fortunate. So my dad came out to California back in June before I'd left and we got to take a trip up to Napa. And you know, at the end of the day, a winery's wine club is a subscription box offering. I mean, that's a subscription business Mm -hmm. in and out. I've been fortunate enough to meet some really influential wine brands owners in wine itself, these you know winery owners, obviously I'm buying wine from them that part of my business model. But I got to meet Mike Gergic, who is Croatian. He is 90 something years old now, but oh my goodness. He came over from Croatia in the 60s and created one of the greatest wines to go on and win the 1976 Judgment of Paris. Uh, with Stag's Leap uh, sellers. So I got to meet him a few months back. And, you know, obviously, I don't know like how this equates to subscription box world, but winery is a subscription. Usually it's wine club subscription. So that's how we're going to make that connection. What's your favorite all time wine if you had to just pick one? Ooh, good question. I am very partial to Italians, Italian reds. I love San Giovese, which is from Tuscany. So each like region of Tuscany has like a different take on Sangiovese. So like you have Chianti. So Chianti is the style of wine, but it's really Sangiovese grape. And then you also have Carmignano, which is Sangiovese, but as well, but it's a different style. And so that's probably my favorite is Carmignano. It's usually aged three to four years in bottle on top of barrel aging. And, you know, it's made by hand. Uh, it's picked by hand. Um, they just go through so much care to make that craft that bottle of wine. And uh, if I had a profitable way to bring that to the States, someday I will. What does that go for? Something about like a bottle like that would go for how much? In Italy, it's really not that expensive, right? Right. You're paying, you know, 15 to 45 euros for some places just depends. But (laughs) you you bring in the States, that's a 30 to $60, $70 bottle of wine. Okay. Uh, So it's still something where it's not like a couple hundred bucks. It's something if you really want to treat yourself. You know what I'll do is after this, I'll put this wine in the show notes just for myself. I want to try it, but uh, yeah, I'll have it for other people who might want to try this recommended wine from Chris here. Yeah. What's the best way to get a hold of you, Chris? And uh, to get a hold of the podcast. So the podcast is called 
Everyday Wine with Chris Levy, and it's airs every once a week, right? Wine Wednesdays, as you would call it. So we can find that on iTunes, Spotify, your typical podcast players, right? So go look at that if you're into wine, if you want some really cool stuff, and maybe you want to touch on the podcast again, Chris. What's another great place to get a hold of you? Yeah, like Eric said, go check out the podcast and you know listen to it and, and let us know what you think. And then you can connect with me on Instagram. So at the real Chris Levy, and that's Chris with a K, K R I S L E V Y. Feel free to shoot me a DM. You know, if you got any wine specific questions or subscription box questions, please feel free to reach out. Always happy to connect with people. I've been fortunate enough to connect with a few listeners in the past from past episodes. I think one in Kansas actually before I moved to Kansas. Oh, no kidding. I have to follow up. I think he was in the concept stage, so we'll have to check in with him and see where he's at. But yeah, always love helping other uh, subscription box entrepreneurs. And then we also have a Facebook group, Everyday Wine Facebook group. That is where we kind of break down wine for people and help them make everyday choices and find great wines for their friends, their families, their guests, and their clients. Love it. So finally, before we say goodbye, Chris, and wrap up this year in subscription with Chris Levy, is there one final parting piece of advice you'd like to leave the listeners? Set boundaries. Don't get caught in the hustle and bustle. And you know, at the end of the day, disconnect and enjoy a glass of wine. Yeah, I love that. What a great way to finish. And how apropos. Actually, I did have one other question. If you could only pick one to focus on, would it be Black Friday, Cyber Monday weekend, or the Christmas season? Christmas season, hands down. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it seems to go well, especially with your niche. I think it's a long-term too. I think a lot of people are gifting and not just buying for themselves. It's a smart one. I like it. All right. Well, with that, Chris, we're going to wrap things up and say goodbye. So thanks for doing this. I'm sure you're going to pop in once in a while in the Facebook group. So thanks again for doing this and putting a lot of time. I know I'm asking a lot of you to come in and do this four times over the course of the year, but appreciate it. And I know a lot of the listeners appreciate it as well. And make sure to say hi to Chris in the group as well. The Facebook group, of course, I'm talking about our Facebook group, the Subscription Box Show Facebook group. Thanks for doing this, Chris. Thanks, Eric. Always a pleasure. Cheers. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of this subscription box show. Well, folks, there it is. A year is complete. A year in the life of a subscription box entrepreneur. It's done. What a ride it was from pre-launch to launch to now a full year in business. There was a ton of insight and a ton of fun to track and follow, to be quite honest. Goes without saying, of course, but again, huge thanks to Chris for doing this. It wasn't easy to be vulnerable and share everything in a public forum. I can't imagine myself doing it. So for that and for everything else, thank you, Chris. I appreciate you, buddy. Great stuff. And of course, all the best with the wine club. Now, I said it before, I'm going to say it again. It goes without saying, but if anyone else you know is a wino or likes wine or is a wine enthusiast, you have to check out Chris's Wine Club. It is by far the best one out there. The personal touch and experience will make, no doubt, a fantastic gift for yourself or a Christmas gift or a birthday gift or just to simply treat yourself. A no-brainer, folks. So head over to vinoshares.com forward slash club or, of course, just simply click the link in your show notes to get started today. So now that it's all over, I'd love to know what you thought of this mini-series. Should we do another one like it? Did you get a lot from it? Make sure to comment and ask me any follow-up questions in the Facebook group or by email, eric at the subscriptionboxshow.com. And if you haven't already joined the Facebook group, what the heck are you waiting for? Even if social media groups aren't your thing, it's never a bad idea, guys, to get connected with other like-minded and high-level subscription box entrepreneurs. So come and join us today. And the show would not be possible, of course, without our sponsors. So thanks to today's sponsors and very good friends of the show, Subta. Free 
or paid membership. That one is up to you. But what is not is the fact that Supta has the leading information to help your subscription business grow wherever it's at. So head over to Supta.com and tell them Eric sent you. And finally, make sure to tune in on Friday for the next episode of Focus Friday, where we tackle a hot industry topic to help you and your business thrive. And not to mention, it'll be the grand of all grand episode 200 on Friday. Can't wait to share that one with you. Thanks again for listening. I'm your host, Eric Music. And remember, words can inspire, thoughts can provoke, but only action truly brings you closer to your dreams. That's all for this episode of the Subscription Box Show. But your next unboxing is only a few clicks away. Head over to the subscriptionboxshow.com to connect with your host on social media or book a call to give your input on today's episode and what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes of the Subscription Box Show. Remember, don't be afraid of change. Be afraid of standing still. 